There it is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome into the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Steve, the architect Allman. Oh, you said I was going to have a new name and I'm the architect now? Steve, the architect. Oh, okay. So, so I need to use the word inexorably a lot more now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Whatever. whatever. Uh, Steve, the architect, Almond, um, the cuddly builder bear, uh, Charles Holmes, 24 karat closer, Colt baby Chuck, the 24 karat closer, Jomi, the explainer at dinner on, and together we are known as uh, Old Man Van. He either received the hairline. I'm fucking this whole thing up, but that's okay because <laughs> this is a different podcast. This is a different intro. Intro, and we are known as of the Midnight Boys. Okay, let me tell you why this is a different intro because Chuck and Jomi aren't here. They are not. It's just me and Steve. Okay. The reason why is because we are bringing to you a very special episode of the Midnight Boys today. What we're doing, we'll tell you in a second, right after we get to the broken <laughs> This Friday, the House of R will return with a new hype meter for all the latest fall shows. They're going to look at these fall shows and try to get you guys hyped for them. They're going to get you hyped for them, and they're going to tell us how hyped they are for all of these shows. If you love the House of R, you don't want to miss it. And I know that you love the House of R, so you don't want to miss it. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> shout out to Mal. These are my coworkers. Yes. All right. These are my friends. Oh boy. My Joe. My Mal. This, this is okay. this is Van so, on his on his possessive friendships. I like this now. This is this is the shout out to them, my homegirls. Okay. Next Thursday, Mint Edition. Oh my God! We'll be giving you their thoughts on the season premiere of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Covered by the Men Edition boys. Steve, what do you guys have in store for She-Hulk? What, what, what are you... Give me some tidbits that they can... Kind of, give me some bits of mint. Right. Well, that's that, that's going to be our our beat for a little bit. We're going to be covering the premiere mid-season of She-Hulk and then the finale. We also have a, uh, a Charlie Cox trigger episode. So the moment the Charlie Cox and Daredevil show up in that episode, we're immediately firing up the mics and we're talking about it. We don't know when he'll show up. But the moment that he does, we got to talk about it. So we got little three chapters on on She-Hulk coming up for you. Let me tell you how toxic you are. Okay, great. Show's not about Charlie Cox. It's not about a man. No, it's not. It's not about a man, Steve. Jomi. It's about Jennifer Walters. Yes, it is. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Which we are very excited for. Don't make She-Hulk's story... About Daredevil. I, well, Disney Plus certainly seems to be because they're showing him off a lot. So once again, Massaging This Mouse is his new name. 
Mickey the misogynist. Right. I wonder if Mickey's a misogynist. I yeah, mean, he's probably not. He's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's just uh, some early Steamboat Willie. Some early Steamboat Willie. There's some stuff in there, guys. Guys, <laughs> look, Mickey's come a long way. <laughs> um, next Wednesday, Midnight Boys will return once again. We will ride off into the sunset once again, the Midnight Boys. And then, I'll just let you guys know, there's going to be uh, what we call a Midnight Shakeup. Uh, because I will be on vacation um, for at least one episode of The Midnight Boys. I think it'll only be one. Um, I'm going to Greece with Kalika. Well-deserved vacation. What yeah, are you looking I'm forward to most on your on your Greek Greek vacation? Are you are you going to be singing Mamma Mia? What are you going to be doing? No, um, I am looking for Zeus. Looking for uh, Zeus. Looking for Zeus. Yeah, looking for Zeus. Trying to find Zeus. Trying to find okay. a thunderbolt. Seeing if you are nothing maybe, by the energy. Uh, What's well, not a bad Zeus right there? Okay, <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not exactly hard to do an outlandish. Greek, Italian, whatever the hell accent that was that Russell Crowe was doing. We're going to go around the island of Santorini. We're going to look for as many historic things. I think we have a private boat ride one day. Ooh, we got kayaking one day. Ooh, there you go. We're going to a museum one day. Ooh, we're going to a wine tasting one day. Ooh. Uh, as much as I'm going to miss the Bozerly Wozerly Wonder Pup of Dogs, it's something that has to happen because we have to take this trip to Greece. I've been working my ass off, so... Uh, I might miss an episode of The Midnight Boys, but the architect, the Coke baby, and the explainer are going to be here along with Arjuna. Arjuna might have to jump on the mic. Uh, Arjuna cut his hair, and what we're going to do is we're going to put a before and after on the Ring of Earth socials <laughs> with Arjuna when he had hair and with Arjuna with his new haircut. And we're going to let fans of the Ring of Earth, Arjuna, I'm sure is okay with this, we're going to let fans of the Ring of Earth discuss what they feel and how they feel about Arjuna's new haircut. The, I, and I, I got to respect Arjuna because the, the way that he described the reason, his reasoning for going a buzz cut is only because it's too hot. I am a very big proponent of a utilitarian haircut. Like, I'm not good about styling my hair. I'm not good about, like, getting my hair properly fixed. Like, it's only because it gets too hot or it doesn't feel great on my head. So I respect Arjuna's decision. I respect this decision as well, but I want to know, this is not as, look, what we do here at the Midnight Boys is we got our fans involved. And Arjuna, he, uh, Arjuna's in a weird spot with us because he is, he's like the Nick Fury, like we've said that before. Like, is Nick Fury an Avenger? Or is Nick Fury the guy who runs the Avengers? Is Nick Fury technically an Avenger? He's kind of an Avenger, but not really an Avenger. So that's kind of what Arjuna is. He's our Nick Fury. He's one of the Midnight Boys, but then he really can't be one of the Midnight Boys because he's our handler. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing about a good handler slash good producer. Like, he's got to m- nudge you and make you think that what you're doing is your idea when it's really his. True. And so because of that, uh, he's got to show the hair. He's got to show the hair. We're going to do it. <laughs> Today's show, we have a very special episode of the Midnight Boys recorded live. During the NABJ NAHJ conference in Las Vegas. Now, I didn't know it was NAHJ. When I went there, it was NABJ. I learned that my Hispanic brothers and sisters were also having their conference in Vegas. I respect that. So, NABJ, NAHJ. Well, wait, well, well, we learned that on the podcast. We play, played a little game of 12 questions to midnight. We didn't make it to all 12 questions. No, we did not. <laughs> There was a lot of shenanigans going on, but we did a pop culture edition of 12 Questions to Midnight where we asked different questions about pop culture. Everybody got three questions for Midnight Boys. That's 12. Um, And we had a lot of fun. Steve took it on the chin on this podcast a lot, but that's okay. Yeah. That's the thing. To, I was legitimately consent. like, I, I, I texted Arjuna. I'll admit that I texted Arjuna like when I was on stage. I was like, am, is this a disaster for me or am I doing okay? And he's like, everybody's like, you're doing great. It's all fine. Uh, yeah. We I, had a great yeah, time. I, we, talked, we talked about that, right, Steve. We did. And I was. We talked about that. I, Steve, you did amazing. You're the you. man. I appreciate that. I really do. No, this was a great time. I'm really proud of everybody for showing out and having a really great time. Like it it means the world that you guys came out to see us and had a good time with us. And we look forward to doing it some more. I really, really hope so. I'm going to be honest with you guys. 
I'm glad you guys came out, but I know why you came out. Shout out to Spotify. All the food at this event was free. They had a chef from Cabo Wabo. All the drinks at this event were free. And then they had dessert as well. I don't know if you guys came to necessarily see the Midnight Boys, but I know that when you left, you were fans of the Midnight Boys. Ah, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, um, with no further ado, this is Steve the Architect Almond, who I'm calling the architect because I have to make sure to give space for Steve. Steve put this live show together. Steve puts this podcast together. Steve put our other live show, the Ringiverse live show, uh, at Star Wars Celebration together. I want to make sure that everyone understands just how integral, important, and instrumental Steve Allman is in this podcast. There were some snafus when we got to Vegas. Not a real snafu, but just technical difficulties. And what does Steve do? Like a fucking maniac, he tinkered. He was the tinkerer from the MCU until he was able to help us deliver a podcast that was great for both the audience in the room and for the people that are listening right now on this feed. So Steve's new nickname is The Architect because he builds dope shit. Um, now, with no further ado, here we are from NABJ in a hellscape <laughs> hot Las Vegas, 12 Questions at Midnight. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. All right, we're going to do a very special podcast today. The podcast is called 12 Questions to Midnight. We do these things where we litigate uh, different questions in fandom. Typically, we do this when we have a guest on the show. Like, we'll have a guest on the show. We'll ask them 12 different questions. And we'll then kind of banter with them about these answers. This time, we're going to ask these questions to one another. And there will be various topics that will be covered in this conversation, some directly relating to fandom, some relating to other aspects of black culture. On our podcast, as you can see with the story about Steve, uh, we'll deviate, we'll come back to it, and we'll use things that are uh, taking place in the annals of Marvel, DC, and on television shows to actually talk about things that are relevant to larger cultural issues. And it's something that we do very well on the podcast, I would say. So uh, we can start now, if you want, um, 12 Questions to Midnight. The first question that I have, being a little bit older than you guys, is what is the single greatest piece of Black or African-American mythology that exists? I have the answer already. What's the answer? Fast and Furious. You got all different types of Black people in it. You got Vin Diesel, who you're like, is he Black? I don't know. You got The Rock, and he's like, you like... I think, yeah, he's, he's black. And you got Tyrese, you're like, damn, I know Tyrese is black. It's just fast and furious. Great. Just watch the gamut. What? what? Have y'all ever seen Vin Diesel with the afro? Like, I did it. It's a, I don't think that's the question he's asking, pal. Well, it's a myth fast and furious is a mythology. It is, it is, myth it is, is it mythological. Black, is fast and furious black? Hell yeah. Why? Everybody the rock in class is, the rock, is damn near black. The Rock is Except black, Brian. man. Here's the thing about Vin Diesel. He's black, but he's not playing black in that movie. <laughs> his he's name's Dominic Toretto. <laughs> like, he's not... Yeah, John Cena was his brother in that movie. Yeah, John Cena That's was nuts. his brother. I don't feel like... You need to come up with another answer quickly. Because I don't really nah, feel Fast like Fast and the Furious... You're going to go with Fast and the Furious? Hell yeah. I don't really feel like... Y'all... Ludacris is in that movie. It's a black mythology. Come on. Show the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks that Fast and the Furious is black? Raise your hand if you think it's black. Ah, Nigga, wow. Wow. Like not one person. Really? No, wow. it's not black. It's not black at all, dog. Dog, Tyrese averted World War III. That's not a black movie? Nah, because we would never care about something like that. But like, it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's like for, for myriad reasons. Plus, think about the original Fast and the Furious. Think about what we would do 
As soon as we realized, rest in peace, Paul Walker was the police. You think he could come back to the crew after that? Why well, I didn't let you in my house, you with my sister, all of that, and you turn out to be the police? <laughs> no way, He dog. left the police. Wait, who left was the we? police? No, he left the police. Bruh, that's after. And no, and by the way, he kind of didn't. Yes, he did. Bruh, he went from the police to the FBI. He went and from the police the to the super police. <laughs> and then he broke, all right, if there's anything that's really black, he, he broke my man out of prison. Who, which, which guy did, but I don't remember this. Who he broke out of prison? Dom. Bruh, name me one black guy you've ever known that's broken another black guy out of prison. That's super white. <laughs> like, like, we, like we, the best shot we got is Kim Kardashian. All right. <laughs> like, other than that, bruh, hey, man, hold your head. You got to do that time. I'm not coming down there to get you out. Jomi, what's your answer to the question? All right, man. Uh, so some just to, like, you know, tell you guys behind the curtain, uh, five minutes ago, I found out that Van was asking this question. I was like, what does black mythology mean? And he said, you know, he gave his answer. And I was like, I don't really know what that means. You don't, so know, was who, like, you don't know the person that I'm talking no, about? No, I don't know what black mythology means. I'm so, a little younger than Van. Uh, all right, here we go. What do you mean? <laughs> so, so whatever. Get the ageist bullshit out of the way for everybody. I was born in 1980. Damn. Proud of it. <laughs> wow, in, in the audience. Thank you. <laughs> Broke motherfuckers. And he, he, oh, but, look, here's the thing. Michael B. Jordan said a couple of years ago, shout out to Mike. Hold your head up, my G. Um, <laughs> like, Michael B. Jordan said a couple of years ago, he said that he wanted to do Raising Dion, which is a fantastic show. Um, in a way, he said he wanted to do it because there was no black mythology. That is not true. There's black mythology. When I was growing up, back in the olden days, the first black superhero I ever looked up to was a gentleman by the name of John Henry. Do you know who that is? Joey did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey, tell, tell, us, tell us about John Henry, steel driving jo man. Tell us about him. There is a train. Okay. <laughs> like he didn't find, hear about the story five minutes ago. Tell and us about John Henry. Does, is he pulling the train? Oh, my. No. Bro. No, by the way, that's kind of racist, too. Well, he would be pulling the train. Like it, no, it, like it's, it's it, like, like it's, they would have made us do that though. Think about when they was first inventing the train. He'd be like, "Oh, we just make the hull and we get a bunch of niggas to pull that bitch." Um, <laughs> they made us do everything else. So, uh, John Henry is to me the quintessential black piece of piece of mythology because uh, it was a tragic story of a man who was so strong whose life was ended under the weight of American industry. Mm. And it was indicative of the usury of black people. John Henry drove steel spikes for the railroad. Oh. And at some point, the guy comes along with the jackhammer and tells John Henry that I can do this faster than you can. John Henry beats this man, but he dies in the process. Jesus. So when you look at kind of the way black people's bodies are used in culture and the way we're looked at as almost oxen, the story of him martyring himself uh, to prove that he could do something that impressive to gain respect from people is like the ever-evolving story of like what we have to do in order to be seen and viewed as Americans. So like when I was growing up and my dad would tell me about people, my dad would always use fictional stories to tell like real life lessons. Mm -hmm. Like we were watching Mr. Belvedere, for example, and the kids on Mr. Belvedere were talking back to their parents. My father would teach right then. He'd be like, you see how he's talking to his, his father right there? They'd be like, yeah, I'll kill you. <laughs> so um, that was the reason why I answered the question. Because I think sometimes, like, you know, when creatives like Mike or anybody else are talking about what they feel like they owe to current culture, I think it's important to remember that we've been telling stories about black people doing amazing things for as long as we've had miles to tell those stories. So, Steve, for you, what's your answer? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, I was going with Charles because uh, we, we talked a lot about this, so I just thought of like one of, the, <laughs> one of his and my favorite black characters in mythology, and that's Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimus Prime is black. He's yeah. definitely black. So I was going to go with the Transformers. Yeah. Wait, y'all don't think Optimus Prime is black? No. No. What? He's a robot. <laughs> Robots can be black? All right, bro. Well, no, here's the thing, right? Because Charles has a point, because remember the first Transformers, they killed Jazz who was the only robot who liked hip-hop. Remember that. <laughs> so, 
Wait, tell me out there, why do you guys think robots can't be black? Uh, robots can be black. <laughs> Optimus Prime is not black. Yeah, I, yeah. Like the reality of the situation is, I don't really think that Optimus Prime is black. And Steve, just to be honest with you, this is a tough I'm, question I'm more for me to than navigate. A little offended by you doing that. Like the reality <laughs> of the situation is, I felt like as an ally, you should have done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> And come with a much better answer to the question. I feel like you sold it out. And now I can see that you're a black square on Instagram ally. And I thought wow. you were better than that. Wow. Oh, I'm just joking. Damn. That was too far. Oh, yeah. that was too far. That was too far. That was too far. That's too far. That was too far, Steve. I know you. We love you, Steve. We love you. Give another answer, though. Seriously, on God. On God. On the whole set, give me give me another answer. Don't say Jordy LaForge. Don't say Oh, Jordy LaForge. Can I would have said Jordy LaForge. Yeah. You like Jordy LaForge? Love Jordy LaForge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, your turn to ask the question. You uh, you ask. No, me. you have to go through all your questions. Oh, no, 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 no. I think we should we should mix them up. All right, all right Charles, you go. Oh me. Top three fictional white people. Ooh. Fictional. Fictional white people. Top three fictional white people. Uh, invited to the cookout. Okay. That are invited to the cookout. Yeah. Oh, that's First of tough. all, y'all know damn well I don't believe in that cookout shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you invite somebody to the cookout, they use your bathroom, put their feet up all over your tables, then they leave and take five, ten plates. I don't believe in that cookout shit. So I'm gonna go with my top. I'm gonna go with my top fictional white people that would never come to the cookout because those are the type of white people I like, <laughs> the ones that I would never hang out with in real life. So Hannibal Lecter is number one. What? what Damn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Damn, a very man. different cookout. So let, let, me, let, me explain, <laughs> let me explain to you why Hannibal Lecter... Let me explain to you why Hannibal Lecter is actually the man. He's the man. Hannibal Lecter, eat a motherfucker face, and you feel like, I don't know, he kind of got a point. You know what I mean? Like, like Hannibal Lecter goes around doing all kinds of heinous things, and you think to yourself... This motherfucker, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like Hannibal Lecter. Y'all not fucking with this at no. all. No. Okay. Are you an Anthony Hopkins or Mad Mex Mads Mickelson guy? For a Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. That's like not even a question. Like it's, It is a question. No, nobody on earth goes, Hannibal Lecter, Mads Mickelson. No one thinks of that. Have you seen, have you seen Hannibal? This is youthful bullshit. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter <laughs> is played by Anthony Hopkins. Okay, second white person. Right. Ryan Gosling from Drive. Okay. Of course. That's okay. the course. man. You're fucking with that, aren't you? That's the man. <laughs> that dude is the man. He never talks, brutally beats up people, could drive really good, you know, steps in for Oscar Isaac, ally. Is the jacket still cool now? I will fuck with the jacket. Even no, now? Do you think you could pull yeah. off the jacket? I think I could pull the jacket off. Could they pull off the jacket? I mean, it would have to be a little bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little round, but I could pull the jacket off. Everybody thinks what that I could do. It's a good jacket. Like, it's yeah, a good that, jacket. That one Halloween, like every dude was that guy, and it was an obnoxious thing to see that jacket all the time. Last fictional white person, Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. No, that's <laughs> not, bro. Come on, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> There's so many, so, so many fictional. <laughs> Well, no, it's funny because that's like definitely the last guy you would Come invite on, at the bottom of the list. That's nuts. I said people that are not coming, but people who are entertaining. Here's the thing about Calvin. <laughs> Here's the thing about Calvin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Calvin, how am I going to... Please I'm finish this thought. My way through that. <laughs> Please finish this thought. I'm not gonna bullshit my way through that tape. Uh, I'm fucking with Calvin, man. It's Leo, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he was pretty horrible all around, but he has this sublime doofusness mm. that I really respect about white people sometimes, mm. man. Like, I really respect motherfuckers that don't know shit, but somehow they got everything. And also, it was very cathartic for me when he died, the way he died, because it was like white-on-white white violence. And I fuck with that more than anything. I see two white people fighting on Instagram like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Your turn, Charles. Ooh. I'm going to keep it with Leo. I do Leo from Titanic, but like him as a ghost. I have so many questions. So like a water ghost? Yeah. I want to know if he's pissed off. Like yeah. he gets to the pearly gates. Why would he be pissed? 
Because she throws the necklace in the fucking ocean. Like, come First on. of all, let me tell you something about that motherfucker. He is the last person who should be pissed. You no know one should be pissed in Titanic? <laughs> Rose's actual husband. Bust it. This is what happens. Rose goes on a boat. On a boat, three days. Guy's cute. We get it. Very charming. Cool. He dies. I could argue she lets him die. Whatever. Has a great life. Marries another guy. Goes throughout her entire life with that guy. Dies. Throwing away money. Something that would never happen in our community. She dies. Who does she see at the top of the stairs? A dude she knew for three days. Damn. If I'm the dude, in, yeah. if I'm her husband in heaven who gave my whole <laughs> life to her, and I'm like, yo, you still fucking with Leo? We're <laughs> scrapping like in heaven. He's actually cool. He got a nice three-day romp. He died. He went out on top. He wasn't going to amount to much more than that. Let's keep it real. So on the reality... Wait, I, but let me be real. You want to fold for Leo in three days? What you mean? Like you want to fold three days <laughs> on, a, on a nice Titanic ship with Leo. You talking about Van Lathan? Yeah. I don't understand the question. He's a handsome man. You, you acting like it, three days with Leo is like, it's heaven. I, I'm pretty How sure you remember that for the rest canceled. of your life. No, I'm, I'm pretty not sure. fuck Leo. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Why? <laughs> it's 2022, Van. Right, this, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, Damn, yeah. he's terrible. Oh, hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love, it, love it. Hey, whatever. Yeah, cool. But not, nah, not for the kid. Go ahead. Uh, you, 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 but you got your They didn't fuck with Fast and Furious, but I go, got to go with Brian. I cried. Five times in theater, every single time. Yeah, I want to see him again. Uh, who's the third one? Is Aang from Avatar white? No. No. He's Asian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You don't no. know how to tell races. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, you are you're, you're, you're the most. You're so clear. confused. Two white, two white dudes created Avatar. So, like, at a certain point, come on. That's actually a solid point. That's you true. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's true. I'm yeah. going with Aang. Okay. Fuck it. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Jomi. All right, Jomi. Who's your picks? Oh, uh, um, my first pick. I mean, I don't know how y'all didn't bring this up. Obi Wan. Okay. Show. Nah. Good Obi. Why? What? Nah, man. Nah, man. He lied to the third sister. He let that black sister die, bro. That is true. Damn. Come on, man. It's rough. He was in a whole situation with a black woman. You were so toxic. You know how you know how wait, wait, wait. His sworn enemy was a black lady. She was braided up in the galaxy. And you chose him. Damn. You're sick. You know how wild it used to be racist in the galaxy? I'm looking past it. I'm looking past it. All right, who's number two then? Bro, that's, that's, that's like choosing Justin Timberlake. Like his sworn enemy is a black woman. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you know, he left her out to dry, cost her a whole career. Oh, my gosh. Uh, second, you know, I don't really I see, like, the first person that came to my head was Steve Rogers. But now that I think about it, Captain America. he's kind of the police. Yeah. He's, he is the police. He's kind of police. If we're going to be okay. real, how many of y'all know about Captain America? If Captain America was real, he would have been wild racist when he got out of the ice. People iceberg. would hate oh. Captain America if he was real. Like, can you imagine he sees BT the first time? He's like, yo, you gave him a whole channel? Yeah. It's just wild. Because he went in he went in the ice in what year? Uh, 45? Oh, he's definitely not fucking with us. <laughs> That's amazing. And the first friend he makes is black. And then he becomes like his little nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like Falcon. Shout wait, out to Wait, while I'm here, let me ask my let me ask my question while it's on the top of mind. If you yeah. had a rap song, like he comes out, Captain America comes out of the ice. He hasn't heard rap. He doesn't know what it is. What's the first rap song you introduce him to? Damn. The first rap song for Captain America. That's easy for me. What? March Madness. March Madness? Future? I'm, wow. I started going straight to starting future. off strong. That's gonna like start off strong. Anything that we say, he's gonna be like. <laughs> like it, it's gonna scare him to he's death. He's gonna be like scared. He's not gonna be able to understand that. I know shit. That's, his brain's gonna explode. Yeah, not bad. Okay, what's your last one, Jeremy? Uh, my last one. Okay, it's Spider Man, but specifically Tom Holland Spider Man. Fuck out of here. Okay. Fuck out of here. Y'all like him? Yeah. Okay. No, not Toby. See, because Toby, you know, Toby's love interest was uh, Mary Jane, played by. You know, a, a white woman. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Andrew Garfield's love interest, Gwen Stacy, so Emma Stone, white woman. White. Tom Holland had two love interests, both played by black women. That's all I'm saying. Which, I mean, you could, you could debate 
The realism. <laughs> please let me explain, the man. The realism. Please. Dog, I like man, my job. I, I thought Optimus Prime was a tough answer. Like this. That, that motherfucker's short, bro. It's not going to happen, bro. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Two in a row, the baddest in the school, it's not going to happen. But, that, but I will tell you this, though. Let me tell you something about Kirsten Dunst. And it's something that I, uh, I came up with. So that was my era. That era during Spider-Man. And it was Kirsten Dunst bring it on era and stuff. I'm convinced of something. During that era, our white people were better than y'all's, man. Wait, the what? Bring it, the bring it on era, the Fast and Furious era, the white people that we had. You know what I'm saying? On into Bubble Sparks and the rest of them. Oh, All of these different white nah, people. Man. All white people. Wait, do you guys agree with that? Wait, do you guys wait, agree with that? I, I'm telling you straight yeah, up, Yeah, yeah, y'all have Paul. Really, you agree with that? Bro, that's, all white that's people not, were better than y'all. I see the vision. I see the vision. A lot of our white people in, in this era, think about the fucking, think about the classics, nigga. Paul Wall? Think about... <laughs> they had still tipping. Paul Wall? Disrespect Houston, bro. Think about the classics. Think about Bring It On. Think about Say The Last Dance. Think about the white people that we have. Think about Cruel Intentions, Ryan Phillippe, Sarah Michelle Geller. Think about the white people. Think about Freddie Perch Jr. Chad Michael Murray. Think yeah, about no, the I white see. people we had. Think of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Damn, you! Bro, I am thinking bro, of the white people we bro, have. Like I'm like Jack Harlow. Right like nah, y'all got Jack Harlow. Like, come on, bro. Think about the white people we have. Come on, man. At some at some point, white people turned over, and it was a weird era to where they can't go three months without fucking up now. But our white people went years. You ain't never heard whoa, no. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Let's be. They, they, they were fucking up in silence. They were fucking up in silence. You never heard no smut on Freddie Prince Jr. name, ever, ever. He's got a clean record. Sarah Michelle Gellar, clean. Kirsten Dunst, clean. Like we had better white people, bro. Y'all let Eminem cook for decades, so I'm not letting well, y'all go that. Uh, okay, that one doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, let's move on. Okay, Steve. your right. three, your three favorite white people. Okay, fictional white people. Yeah, fictional it's white be rough people. Okay, like, Neo the first from the one Matrix. Is my dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Neo from the Matrix. That's a good one. Oh. Keanu Reeves. Keanu one Reeves. Of ours. Yep. My era. He's a great uh, white person. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Okay. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog's not white. That is the most racist fucking thing <laughs> I have <laughs> ever heard. Before Wait. in my goddamn life, Wait. get the fuck off the mic. Seriously, <laughs> bro, go to Memphis and go straight to Dr. King's memorial, bro. I mean, to, to the Lorraine Motel or go to Atlanta to the memorial after that. You need to, you cannot take Kermit the Frog, bro. Okay. There's no way you can say Kermit the Frog is white. What makes him white? I don't know. I just. Oh, black people can't be robots, but black people can be frogs. Uh, first of all, Kermit the Frog is not white at all. At okay. all. Okay. Okay. Why do you think he's white? Jim Henson. So what? Is Snuffleupagus against white? It's mad niggas that he created. Like, what are you talking? Like, so, I'm, 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 Steve, eye contact. We have to litigate this. Okay. Because this is a very pivotal moment of our friendship. What, like, what, what makes you think that Kermit the Frog is white for real? I it just resonated with me. I could just say Mr. Rogers and move on. I Mr. Rogers works. Okay. Kermit the Frog, you cannot have. All right. That's he nuts. Is literally. My spirit animal, bro. Okay. Kermit is the man. All right. I'm not. I'm not stepping on anybody today. Mr. Rogers. Is Elmo black? Elmo. Elmo for sure black. I think Elmo is black. Elmo for sure black. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, Elmo, I think the only, I think there's only one white, like, Muppet. Who is it? Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, really? Yeah. Mad at everybody. True. All the time, you know what I'm saying? Popping out, trying to dominate the street, you know what I'm saying? The whole situation. It's a Karen. Um, actually, Oscar's probably the blackest of all the characters. Uh <laughs> the way that it goes. Okay. That's nuts. So, what is the most overrated movie in black culture? Steve, you can take this one. <laughs> oh, man. I know what you're going to say. Why don't you just go ahead and lay it on the people so that we can all have a fun time? The most overrated movie. Overrated? Yeah. Don't put... Don't, don't. Can, I, can, I get, can I get a deferment until the last question? I need to really... I, I, I feel bad that I picked Kermit the Frog. This is going to be Oh, you shouldn't feel bad. I really don't care. It was for the whole crowd. But right, sure. Like, okay. uh, what, what, what's the most overrated movie in black culture? Boomerang? I don't know. <laughs> whoa! Whoa, they suck! Ah, 
No? Let's go home. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up, man. Yo. Eddie Murphy did better. Wow. You wanted me to say Black Panther. You wanted me to say that. I know that's your real answer. No, that's Charles' no, answer. So, so, that's so, 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 I, I know that's your real answer. I want to let you know something. There's, you think that saying Boomerang is a better answer than Black Panther? I do like that movie, by the way. It is a hundred times worse. That's maybe the most beautiful black movie that has ever been made. First of all, we got our own ad agency in Boomerang, right? All these beautiful black women. We got Eddie Murphy. We got Chris Rock. We got Martin Lawrence. We got David Allen Greer, John Witherspoon. That that movie is black culture. What what don't you like about it? It's a little misogynist. What's the misogynist about it? Let's talk about it. Come on. Cheats on her. He cheats on her. He acts like it's not a big deal. When does he act like it's not a big deal? Because he's, well, like at the end, he is like better about it, but I don't know. Like, I'm I'm really, I'm really, I'm fighting for my life out here. I'm sweating. Joey, what's your answer, You're putting me up against the wall right now. Joey, what's your answer, I like Boomerang a lot. It's really good. I don't know. I'm really... Wait. Fuck no. We're staying. No, 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 Wait, Steve, Steve. Let's ask the audience. Should we give Steve a pass? Let me tell you, hey, hey, let me tell y'all something right now. Let me tell you something right now. I'm going to stall him out, but I'm going to be real with y'all about something. This is why y'all niggas ain't never going to advance. Because we got them on the ropes right now. And y'all want to let them go. Every time we get them up, y'all come out here and y'all say, hey, let's forget about it. Let's be better than them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, can I say this to NADJ? That's the beautiful thing, thing about black people. White people, they got that. Black people, like, we forgive you. It's fine. We're bigger people. We're bigger to people. To our detriment. Anyway, I don't want to have this conversation. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to. Hey, you, you, like... You guys are still young. You got a little bit more living to do. Like by oh, the, all right. By the time, Joey, by, what's your Joey? By, by the time you answer? get to my age, you're going to be watering your lawn in your robe. Like, fuck them all. But anyway, go ahead. Joey, we like, we're not going to afford a like, lawn. Like, Joey, what's yours? Oh, boy. Um, Most I very clearly remember trying to put this movie on and, like, falling asleep because I just couldn't watch the whole thing. It was mad boring. Uh, loving basketball. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Let's let, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. It sucks. It, the movie is. The movie really, is. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, hey guys, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Hey guys. Hey, safe space. Safe space. <laughs> wait, you're hurt. Hey, safe space, guys. You're hurt. Safe space. Wait, wait, come. Why are you hurt? Objectively bad movie. Safe space. Yeah, talk to the mic. Come on, sister. Come on, sister. Talk to us. I'm hurt about that. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm hurt. That's a classic. Uh, That's a classic. It classically put me to sleep. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know what to tell you. But it's like two actors that are like, I, you know what I'm saying? I They're love like Sanaya. That's I not even her name. You can Sanaya. get her name right. Sanaya? God, God, God damn. Damn. God damn. Sanaya. That's not even her name. So you can't call out the movie and you don't know her name. You can't call out the movie and you don't know her name. My fault. Sanaya. <laughs> damn, Couldn't Steve and Joey getting packed up out here. It's tough. It's tough. It's rough. Wait, am I next now? You're next. I don't want to get fucked up by these people. Shit. You know, I don't know if it's the most overrated, but it's the one that I like curse my aunties for showing me too young. I don't fuck with Crooklyn like that. Ah, uh, Crooklyn's okay. It scared me. Crooklyn, Crooklyn it scared me. Crooklyn's okay. Crooklyn's not that. I mean, you know, it's like it's Spike, it's good stuff. You know, Crooklyn's okay. Yeah, Crooklyn, Crooklyn's not a bad answer. I don't, I don't know how we rate Crooklyn. I don't know if Crooklyn would be rated. I'm not saying it's overrated. It's just you shouldn't show it to kids. It's, like, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. That's another thing. Shouldn't show it to kids. That's another generational thing. Like, I saw Hall of Nights maybe when I was like seven years old, like with my dad and people like that. But like, or when, it, when things got like... Did you have car seats when you were growing up? No. As a matter of fact, there's a very funny story of me actually almost falling out of my uncle's truck <laughs> when he was driving drunk. With a, he was reaching for a pack of mint snuff and he was trying to put the snuff in his mouth. And I was reaching for something and I, the door opened and he grabbed it. And he told he told that story to the day he died like it was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, the van wouldn't be here. Van was almost dead. 1984. You want to hear the story? And my mother would just be like, <clears throat> and my dad would be like, hey, he's a man. If you fall, you do whatever happens. All right, the answer is Black Panther, most overrated movie whoa, in the culture. Whoa, 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 Let's whoa, talk whoa, about it real quick. The, the the answer is Black Panther. Yeah, you didn't like that. 
Look at you, you're so well-dressed, but you finally, I finally brought it out of you. That was the whole point of this. You're sitting here, you're looking all regal. I'm like, I'm going to bring the nigga out of him. So, so Jesus Christ. Let, me, let, 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 me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you why it is. Black Panther is a fantastic achievement for a lot of reasons. The question is not what's the worst movie. The question is what's the most overrated movie. We like Black Panther. It's okay to like Black Panther. The reality is we acted like Black Panther was the second coming of Black Jesus, right? We got all dressed up. We see people. We're doing this. We're doing that. You we know, was doing too much the in the theater, in at, real. The, Like, the people in Atlanta changed the fucking thing in the airport to go into Wakanda. We did too much. And it's okay. Now, the next movie will come out. It'll be one of the best things that have ever happened ever in life. You know what I mean? It'll be very sad. But for the first one, the movie's a little overrated. That's all I'm saying. But before That's we it. go to the next question, can y'all yell out, what do you guys think is the most overrated black movie? I want to hear from y'all. Yeah. Life. Life. I agree. Mm-hmm. Not that good. Uh, most overrated black movie? Eddie Tyler Perry. Damn. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tyler's somewhere right now like, shit, what the fuck is biting me? Like, he just got hit twice. Who else? What else? Huh? Most overrated movie in black culture. Come on. House Party. House Party. I would actually say that House Party is one of the most underrated movies in the culture. House Party? You talking about? You talking about House Party One? Okay. Okay. The rest of them. Oh my God. House Party is a classic. House Party is a classic. House Party is a classic. Anybody else? All right, I don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. Uh, Charles, your question. Oh, it's your question. My bad, John. My question. Uh, you know, so I wanted to, you know, do a little, little something different, you know, switch it up a bit. And we're going to go through, you know, the battle of the billionaires, man, or really trillionaires. Who would you, if you had to, like, be one of these people for the rest of your life? Who would you rather be? Would you rather be T'Challa or Bruce Wayne? All right, there's only one answer to this. Easy answer. Easy answer. Dog, Bruce Wayne dresses up as a bat at night and beats up black people. Like, come on, bro. Like, for real. If we're going to be real. Like, really? You want to be Batman? No, I mean, like, I I I think it's a little closer, you know, than you think. But I would, you know, I'm already African royalty, you feel me? So I'm going with T'Challa. Yeah, I might not know this, but... Jomi's grandfather is a king in Nigeria. No, for real. We learned this yesterday. He really is. He really is. It's true. Jomi's grandfather is a king in Nigeria. The only thing about that is that almost every nigga I know from Nigeria, his grandfather is a king <laughs> from Nigeria. So that's the only thing. Batman, uh, Batman or T'Challa? T'Challa. T'Challa? T'Challa. Easy. I'm, Dude, wait, I'm, you, I'm you, rich. You, uh, you can only say T'Challa, Steve. Of course. <laughs> no, but <laughs> good reason, too. <laughs> good reason, too. I'm richer. I live in a way better city. That is true. I got a way better You do. You do. I got both my parents. Yeah. I got a way better shit. First of all, Jesus nah, your, dad, your dad's dead. Your dad wow. died. Wow. Your dad it, died violently. Depending on when. Your dad died. Depending on when. Your dad, you're the king. You're T'Challa. You're the king. Pops oh. passed away. He was, also a t- he was also protected for a time while his dad was king. It's true. Okay. Let me tell you why it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you why it's Bruce Wayne. Let me tell you why it's Bruce Wayne. So... First of all, if I was Bruce Wayne, I wouldn't be like Bruce Wayne. Because the only way to make me white is to give me like a whole lot of money. Because if you gave me a whole lot of money, a lot of causes that are out there right now, like I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't care about them. You know what I mean? (laughs) I care about that stuff now because I feel a kinship to it. But had I been born different, I could have had a whole different life. And I think about that sometimes. Um, Think about T'Challa. Like, Wakanda is dope, but they hiding they got like a camouflage over their country. Nobody knows. You think T'Challa went to spring break as a trillionaire and was chilling? You think T'Challa was hanging out with the American rappers? You think, nah, T'Challa wasn't doing all of that. T'Challa was like, he had to hide. No one could even know. They're so scared of people taking the vibranium that they had to hide who they are. Not Bruce Wayne. I'm pretty sure spring break in Wakanda is great. Doing this thing. <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda is great. But the reality is, uh, like, 
A prison can be super beautiful. Any any beautiful place can be a prison if you can't. Is Wakanda? Leave. Wait, wait. Is that what you're saying? If you are can't you, leave, they can leave. You are can you not, leave. Bro. What are you doing? It's not a cult, first, first bro. Of all, first of all, let me ask you a question. They gotta act like they're poor. Like when we when we first think about being a Wakandan, when we first get to the Wakandans, it's like it's one of the poorest countries in the world. No, it's not as lit. They gotta pretend and all of that. Bruce Wayne has the freedom of being able to be exactly who he is. So if you're asking me if who I want to be, you know. I'm being a contrarian here, but I would say that um, that it would be Bruce Wayne for me. Plus, I like Batman, bro. The the worst I ever got flamed on Twitter, ever. And I've been flamed on Twitter. All right. My question: mm-hmm. uh, What is the most important movie, show, book, piece of media that someone has showed you that completely changed your life? Bryson Tiller's Trapsel. You you're a sad wow. man. You're a sad man. How am I a sad man? Trap Soul? Hell yeah. That's a good album. <laughs> Trap Soul changed your life. How did it change your life? Dog, I was going through a rough breakup, and I remember oh, it. Oh, it's the breakup album. Yeah, my brother was in the car. I started tearing up to Trap Soul. He's like, dog, stand the fuck up, bro. bro you like, cry? You, got- <laughs> you <laughs> cry? Actually, I support that, bro. Black man, let your emotions out. That, that album is hard, though. A lot, of people would, a lot of people would diss you about that, but I think, I know that you like it, like, irrationally, but it's a good album. It's a good album. Jomi, what about you? Don't say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the Avengers. It's not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the Avengers. Uh, second answer, runner-up, is Fantastic Four, but we don't have time to go into that. Uh, somebody showed you that? Good movie. Showed me? Yeah, well, like sat you down and be me? like, oh. you need to know about this. Oh, then the, ever- the answer is uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My homie was like, you got you to gotta tap in. I was like, say less. Yeah. And uh, my life changed. It was great. Since then, so yeah. Do um, you guys want to have story time real quick about this answer? Shut up, Isaiah. Right. <laughs> it's like, here we go. So it's actually a very, very intimate and meaningful moment about the best thing I've ever been shown. It has to do with me and my mother. So I'm like nine or 10 years old, right? And me and my mom, my mom would always try to challenge me and show me stuff. But a lot of stuff she would show me, I like wouldn't understand it, right? Like she'd sit you down, she'd put on like, Minister Farrakhan, I'd be like, you know, what is he talking about? Like, he seems angry. Wait, how did you guys watch Minister Farrakhan? You didn't have, like, YouTube. We had VHS tapes. Oh, okay. That's rough. Okay, whatever, dog. (laughs) I'm moving on. So, one day, me and my mother are watching Do the Right Thing. And we're watching the movie. And my mother, she's into the fact that I can understand it. Like, I'm to the point in my life where I get what's going on. Like, I see people happening, and I'm, like, enthralled by the movie. She looks at me, and she goes, and, like, when she tells the story, she gets all emotional and stuff like that. You know how black mamas be. But she looks at me, and she goes, um, you like this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like going on. Like, I'm, I'm into it. And she goes, you know, Mookie, the guy who plays Mookie in the movie, um, he wrote and directed the movie. And I was like, what does that mean? Mm. Um, and she said, well, he made up everything. And then when he made, after he made it up, he's the one standing and telling everybody what they have to do. And I looked at her. I didn't miss a beat. I was like, they let black people do that? I mean, how old were you? Like nine. Uh, nine or ten. I'm like, they let black people do that? And I remember her eyes bucked and she went, she's like, yeah, like you can do like whatever it is that like you want to do and no one could or should be able to tell you what it is that you can do. And so we continue to watch the movie and I look over and she's crying. And I'm like, mama, why are you crying? And she's like, what have I done to make you think that you couldn't do that? And I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't even know what the question means. I'm like, why is she upset that I said that? I have no clue what's going on. I'm like, what have I, she's like, what did I do to make you think that there was something that was out of the loop for you? And she hadn't done anything. The thing was growing up in Baton Rouge that every important person I ever saw in my life was white. Every single person. Like, um, if I had to go watch one of my uncles on trial, the judge was white, the lawyers were white. If you had to go to the doctor, the doctor was white. Like, uh, I was friends with like the governor's son. He was in the gifted program with us. The governor was white. All the people that waited on the governor were black, but he was white. Everybody was white. So in my mind, as much work as she had done, and she had done a shit ton of work with me, in my mind, important meant white. And so she, um, 
she uh she spent the next X amount of time like breaking me out of that, like taking that away from me, like divorcing me from that. And I never forget, Spike Lee came to Southern University. And I told Spike that story. And he was like, oh, cool, nice to meet you. And then he smashed out. But for me, every time I think about Do the Right Thing, I think about the fact that the movie itself is an incredible achievement, but more so even than the achievement, sometimes when you get into those films and into that stuff, the realization that Spike isn't a one-off is more important than the movie. The realization that those are things that you can do and the inspiration that comes from those films, like, it means a lot more. And so, like, when I think about the movie and every time I come home, like, me and her will watch it and stuff like that. And it gets weird when Rosie Perez goes topless, but whatever. But, like, like that is the movie that opened me up to the fact that I wanted to come out here. Well, not here, but to L.A. and do all of that stuff. Because before then, I didn't have a concept of it. That's so beautiful because you think about it, that one conversation with a nine-year-old kid, could you imagine you would get an Academy Award one, one day? Like, that's, that's like a domino effect. No, no. You can clap for the Academy Award. Like, <laughs> no, I really seriously mean it. Like, clap. I won the Academy Award. Thank you. Um, what, like, what's, what's the next question that we're doing? All right, I got, I got one for you. you I got, got one, one for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. What story in media did you initially hate that you came around to? Initially hated? You didn't like it at first, but after didn't you like it watched at first, it a bunch but after of times, a while, now you're like, like yeah, 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 this is, this is good. Matrix Revolutions. I knew it. I oh knew it. Not that we're bullshit. not doing this here. Not that bullshit. We're not we doing this do here. here. We're, we're not doing nah, this here. Like, I'm you you right stop talking. You're big no, with The reality Chowski, of the situation bro. is you guys. You in the pocket. A uh, racist resurrection, should I say? You guys, like, I know there's a lot of people out here that like, you know, think they understand the Matrix, and I get it. But if I was to ask people in this audience right now to describe the six cycles of Zion or the theory of being the one, you guys can't do it. <laughs> And so when I would tell you, if you went and saw The Matrix Resurrections and you didn't like it, what I would say to you is that you weren't qualified to watch it. And until you're qualified, don't talk to me about Man. whether or not the movie is What does that mean? I got to do homework to watch it, it a really movie? Does. Absolutely. It means you got to write you a term have to paper. do homework yeah. to watch the movie. This is, my hot, this is my hottest take. I hated it when it came out. Y'all going to fucking hate me for this. I didn't fuck with Good Kid, Mad City when it came out. I thought that shit was whack, bro. I thought that shit was whack. Let me tell y'all something about Charles real quick. And a lot of just That's real quick. so nuts. Just real quick. Just real quick. And a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all are just maybe just getting acquainted with Charles. Obviously, that is a fucking ludicrous thing to say, right? But that's how Charles is. Like Charles is the one, he's the rose that grew through the concrete. <laughs> like, he, like he's he takes the road less traveled. What in the world could you possibly not have enjoyed about Good Kid Mad City? Um, I don't know. Get that fucking boompity bap like, oh man, hot girl and Compton shit out of here, bro. I was like, no. <laughs> bro, I don't need that. Disrespect shit, is man. crazy. Bro. I, it, it was the question was, you grew to love it. I grew to love it. But at first, like, I heard Backseat Freestyle and I was like, dog, man. Backseat Freestyle is not one of the dopest songs on the, on, the, on the album, though. So you don't like Money Trees? You don't no, like my, the art of peer, peer pressure? I love like, it. Like, J Rock has the best verse on that whole album. No, that's okay, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm over it. The podcast is almost <laughs> over. I'm to my Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't have, I don't have it anymore. It's a win in Vegas. Uh, Jomi? Something that I hated that I grew to love. Yeah. Uh, mm, you know, Captain Marvel. At first, oh, that movie fucking sucks. That movie's terrible, bro. That movie sucking. Listen, I didn't say I didn't say it was great. I say like when I rewatch it, I watch it for binge mode. Rewatch it during my MCU rewatch during the pandemic. I was like, hey man, you know this. You know, it, it's it's bad, but it's not dark Thor the Dark World bad. Like, I didn't, like, hate myself when I was watching it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool. I was like, all right. Hey, get that, yeah, get that check from Disney. I Bruh, like it. You fucking with that? Yeah. All right, Steve, what about you? Uh, honestly, uh, La La Land. I hated that when La La it came La Land out. is beautiful. I know, but I was just like, they're just dancing in the sky on the freeway. That's just stupid. And then I watched it a couple more times. I was like, yeah, this is all right. This is good. La La Land is good. Yeah. All right, guys, you've indulged us for an hour. We've talked. We've bore our souls to you guys. Um, these are the Midnight Boys. This is Steve Almond Joy, the cuddly sacrifice bear. This is Jomi, the explainer, Editoron. You've got questions. He's got answers. Charles Holmes, the 24-carat closer and old man Van, he of the receding hairline. By the way, just to let you guys know, 
My hairline is receding now, but I'm changing that this year. I found a place. <laughs> a place. Can you just, uh, what you do know, they do like, at this place? Just, just let me, let me get this out real quick. Okay. Okay. I've been thinking about it. I'm 42. And I saw the Otis video with uh, Kanye West. Remember that guy? And Jay-Z. And Hove was my same age in that video. And I was like, this nigga looks young. So this is what I'm going to do. I got a whole youth package I'm doing. Oh, my God. Nah. Wow. After we get back from Greece. They got a doing? package? It's a youth package. Number one, first one. B, B, L. That's the first thing I'm doing. I support that. Because I put on a little weight. Who said yeah? Who said yeah? I know it's got to be at least one BBL in here. Take, the, take it out of here, but not into my ass, to my calves, baby. Build them up. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to go to this hairline place. And because it's like only a couple places I'm thin, really, but we got to push the whole line back because of those couple places. I'm not dealing Wait, with that. Wait, is it going to be anymore. like the LeBron shit where it's just like it, some days it's there and some days. Don't it's forget like, about here. Don't no, forget no, no, about no. here. But back there, I'm not actually too bad. The pandemic came and everybody looked bad and everybody had great. And I'm thinking, why am I going through this? Yeah. All y'all do is make fun of me. I'm losing my hair. It's coming back. When my hairline comes back, don't say shit. <laughs> just be like Van I'm fucking with you bro You look great You gonna be looking uh, like Jalen Rose out there Shut bro? the fuck up <laughs> Shout out to my man Jalen He looks great We are the Midnight Boys And we are out Alright that's a wrap It's a lot of fun Arjuna jump on real quick What's up Arjuna can we count on you for the before and after pics of your hair? Yeah, absolutely. I'll hit up Jeremy. I'll, I'll send him the pictures. He'll post. I love this. It'll be great. Now, we're not voting here. What we're doing is we're taking a look at Arjuna when he's being uh, a boy band member. And we're taking a look at Arjuna when he's actually being a boss suit type. Because if you don't think that you... I, I jokingly call Arjuna the suit because he's the business guy, like from Entourage. If you don't think you look like a suit now, Arjuna, you look like a fucking Fortune 500 CEO on the cover of some magazine. This is how I built my tech billion is what you look like now. But it looks good, boy. I tell you straight yeah. up, Arjuna's doing this thing, man. Look at his jawline. Who knew? Um, so uh, we're going to vote on Arjuna's hair on the feed. Thanks to the other Midnight Boys, Jomi, and of course, Chuck, who's on vacation right now. Thank you to Steve. We loved it. Uh, we have been the Midnight Boys. You can find us. Our producer is Steve, the architect, Almond. Jomi, the explainer, a dinner on us on social media. <laughs> Jomi, hashtag, Jomi Adina get a girlfriend. <laughs> what? Jomi Adina get a girlfriend. Adena, I don't get Adena, that Adena get that? a girlfriend. Adena Ron. Adena. Ah, Jomi Adina get a girlfriend. Oh, wow. That's so good. I really Jomi have Adena a fun time a with these. <laughs> on social media and additional production from the suit himself, Arjuna Ramkapal. Special thanks to the entire staff at The Loft, including Adriana Franco, who might be related to Julio Franco, who's one of the best hitters in the history of the Major League Baseball situation, uh, for accommodating us during the live show. We don't have Charles. Oh, yeah. Should we, should we try it? Okay, yeah. So, all right, let's try it. The live show is over. It, with, it went off without a hitch. It's, it, this is the hard part, because like Charles works from the rhyme backwards. Okay, so it's... Okay, wait. The live show is fun. Mess with okay. us if you dare. Mess with us if you dare. I hope that you'll give a great opinion about Arjuna's new hair. Pew pew. Gonna go with it. Gonna go, go with it. Pew pew. pew. All right. It, Charles, pew, pew, pew. You, Charles, you're really great at this. This is hard every time. Charles has never missed. In this like is hard. This hundred is, and some tough. shows. <laughs> And I like that was I was gonna say something about somebody being a bitch. We were back. <laughs> uh, that is it. We will see you guys next time. We out. As part of the Ringerverse podcast feed on the Ringer Podcast Network. Why are we saying that now? Hmm.
Mm, oh, I, I mean, wanna, that was technically the outro from the live show, just... but it, like we can, yeah. We'll just say that. Oh. Oh, you want me to do that for oh, the no, live no, show? No, 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 no. That, that was the outro for the live show that we had had. Like, that was the note that, like, the guy... The no, outro now notes. you have to leave it. No. <laughs> because it's in the document. Anything that's in... Like, you Ron Burgundy this, this every time. You <laughs> Van Lathan Reed. Like, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> leave it in. Like, I'm like, why is that? Like, everybody knows who we are. Anything that's in this document, Van, Van Lathan, Lathan will read. read. All right. Van Lathan will read. Okay. 